correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Welcome back to the Good Ship Retro Star, where we have been playing Warven Lazarus. Uh, Captain, as much as I hate to disagree with you, I don't think we bought that device. Steve, playing Bottom B Combo Badge. Well, we've got to get through, otherwise we won't make it there. Tina says it's important we get it there this time. And y'all know him, Hagen playing slow. But I'm here now! Shine on, Retro Star. We open on the spaceship Retro Star, a smuggling vessel used to run illicit substance across the unsecured space. We open on our crew after a mishap on Egon 7. Uh, we see Captain Barnaby Cumberbatch. And what is Captain Barnaby Cumberbatch doing? He is standing proudly in, well, actually sitting proudly at the console, <clears throat> looking over the array of dials and surveying out the viewport to uh, see what awaits. Looks over at uh, next to him. Lieutenant Warven, do we have any threats on any of the uh, uh, those security things you have? And as you say, that camera pans uh, to Warven, and uh, we start to hear a loud whirring and beeping. Um, and you, in the script, you'll call out that there's two approaching vessels. Um, upon hearing this, the door to the cabin will open, and... Um, our young scamp slug will come in. Um, Captain, on... it, it looks like oh, there's two concerning vessels that are approaching us. I'm attempting to do additional scans now. Crap. Um. Well, we have that false identifier beacon, right? Where did we put that? Uh, slug. Uh, where where were you playing with that thing again? Uh, over there. Yes. yes. Yeah, turn that on. Okay, Captain. And this is where we'll get our first roll for the game. <laughs> so with your intent of turning on the false identifier, uh, identifier beacon, Steve, I need you to spend one special effects point for that. Change that to a three. Okay. And um, we'll go ahead and have you give me a roll. Uh, not you, Steve, but Slug, you're going to go ahead and give me a roll for your drama because this is a dramatic Okay. Got a one in that, so I got a plus one on whatever I roll. Um, or plus one determines how many dice I roll. Number of dice, and then which ones you add together. So three dice, and then you add together the two highest results. Okay. Ooh, a ten. Yeah, almost without fail, you manage to um, flip on the cloaking beacon and... Um, the whirring sort of quiets. And as you flip on the um, cloaking beacon, the audience sees um, the ship just sort of disappear out of space and two um, unidentified intergalactic police fly past the ship, followed so by an audience going, Ooh. That thing was worth every bit we spent on it, wasn't it? Uh, Captain, as much as I hate to disagree with you, I don't think we bought that device. I think it just appeared one day when Slug was playing around on that uh, shopping manifest we stayed over at. Well, I like having it, so 
I'm saying that it's worth every penny we spent on it. I and agree, with that, Captain. We'll go to first commercial. <laughs> um, I, I could it be that the ship kind of went to like an asteroid that was kind of floating, like a really clearly like hanging from a string asteroid, yeah. while plastic yeah. ships were like moving <laughs> by it. Yeah. Um, well, and you this kinda... is the first episode, so you guys have a little bit of money. The first episode. Got it. Got it. So you hear like kind of like they do like that really indistinct like radio chatter to make it clear and like almost like sonar pings. Like the two ships are searching, and there's just like this like really disgusting looking asteroid that just like floats by them. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And yep. then I think we're gonna like the ships are gonna disappear, and the asteroid is gonna like waver and appear back. Um, yep. and then we're gonna cut the commercials. Yep, we'll cut to commercial, and then when we come back from commercial, we'll play opening credits. Um, Opening credits is this terrible disco song. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To the captain dancing. It narrows it down. Yeah, with the the captain and crew dancing along, like sort of... um, uh, Did you guys watch Peacemaker at all? No. It's on my list still. But um, we open back up on the interior of the ship. Um, with the with a a hailing call coming from the uh, from the screen in front of the captain. So, how, how I think we need to establish a little bit about like how the ship works. Um, so are we thinking Star Trek, where there's like a viewer and things get displayed videoly? Are we going to be doing more like audio? Um, there is a viewer. Things get displayed um, visually. However. Um, everything is displayed through this old vector graphics style screen. So nothing is, nothing is real clear. Everything is green and black and, and outlines. Got it. Okay. Okay. It's monochrome. Yes. Okay. And flashing on that screen, it just says incoming, incoming, incoming. See, I was envisioning a cockpit a little bit like, like the Falcon. No, bigger. No, bigger, bigger. Okay. Like a sound stage. <laughs> okay. I had an idea for a line, but then you uh, said we were cutting a commercial. Um, what I was gonna say was, don't worry, Captain. I charge it to Miss Tina's credits, and Miss Tina is like the only woman on the on the cast, but she's never seen. She's referred to often. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh. She's the owner of the ship. <laughs> None of us actually own the ship. She's like the one who owns the smuggling boss. business. Yes. No, I'm, I'm envisioning Barnaby wearing kind of like a combination of the David Hasselhoff Knight Rider jacket with Marty McFly's jacket from Back to the Future 2. <laughs> and parachute pants. 100%. Sure. Or, no, um, bell bottoms. Sorry, not parachute Yeah, bell bottoms. Parachute pants were the early 90s. Captain, uh, we seem to be receiving a call from somewhere. I am trying to identify the source. Well, let's see who they are and what they want. No. Uh, Captain, that might not be a good... Uh, oh, okay, I guess I guess we'll just answer calls without screening. That goes Hello. Right. Okay. Captain Barnaby. You yeah. do not know me. I am your buyer. Okay. I understand you have my product from Egon 7. Yes. Wonderful. I will be beaming across the directions to my spaceport. Please deliver the product as quickly as possible. Of course. It's my specialty. Speedy delivery. And 
without issue, of course. Always. And the line goes dead. Uh, so you receive a conversationalist. It does make it so much easier to deliver things when we know where to go. <laughs> so nice to work with professionals that clearly know their business. Captain, would you like me to get you pants? Yes, slug. Please get him actual pants. <laughs> but I like these shorts. Pants back, and he's wearing those 70s. <laughs> the, the short shorts like basketball players from the 70s and 80s. Yep. <laughs> they're, Captain, they're but I, I'm afraid that when people call in, they might be able to, well, th they might get to see a lot of you. He's standing behind a podium. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's standing the whole time? <laughs> I, I imagine the ship just has like a big podium in the middle where it looks like he's like I, conducting. I'm thinking it's like like kind of like um <laughs> conducting the to the two of us and only one of us <laughs> is actually supposed to be. On the, well, the ship is I'm, populated with with various NPCs. Oh, oh, oh my bad, my bad, my bad. His stomach, like a a hollow round podium that he like kind of sits in a high stool in the middle of. Yeah, you're like space okay. ghost. Okay, well, yeah. You know, he's got the controls arrayed around. Yeah, you just can't whatnot. see. Every now and again, you get a knee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize there were NPCs on the ship. That's my fault. Yeah. There are, the, the ship is, I wouldn't say heavily populated, but decently populated with NPCs. Um, okay. okay. And speaking of NPCs, one of the NPCs comes up to you and goes, uh, Captain, I have punched in the directions on the uh, navigation's computer. Very good. Um. Anything we need to be concerned about in that vicinity? Uh, the asteroid belt of Nyakta. Gesundheit. I definitely need my pants for this run. <laughs> and we'll cut to you walking down a hallway to your quarters. <laughs> With a swish to your hips. <laughs> Just following. I feel, like I feel like it's one of those scenes where, like, back in the 70s, they couldn't be too risque to show how short they were so there's always like <laughs> some crew member walking by or like holding something that's like just blocking the, the lower know. half of you hold on there's a couple of those shows that really had some short shorts on the guy oh were they oh never mind too. okay um you're actually like doing a disco dance down the hallway all right yeah uh so we we follow you oh yeah yeah here's uh Here's a clip from uh, Starsky and Hutch with him and Jorts, just Ooh. for reference. Ooh. Just give me a second. There you go. For reference. <laughs> There's a lot of lot of clips from Starsky and Hutch and him and Shorts that are way too oh. short. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Yep. All right. Nope. That's just like square in the middle of the screen then. Yep. All right. He's yep. really yep. tan, though. He is really tan. Um, anyways, <laughs> so we follow the captain. Um. The as, as, yes, we follow the captain, and as he's heading back the hallway, the, uh, the a door opens up in the hallway, and you hear a female voice beckon to him. Oh, Captain. Um, and he, you see him turn, look. Why, yes. What can I do for you? Uh, it is important that we don't um, upset the buyer on these goods. Why would we ever want to upset the buyers of our goods? Uh... It might be a little, um, I'll leave it up to your discretion, uh, but uh, just try your best not to upset him. Well, a happy customer is a good customer. Yeah, well, he might not be a very good customer. Well, have a good day, Captain. And the door shuts. 
Okay. So he proceeds down the hall to his quarters where he gets out of set of, you know, those like basketball warm up bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tear away pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what he puts on. Was that the unseen We're heading Miss back Tina? To the bridge. That was the unseen Miss Tina. Um, <laughs> you will never see her, but we'll always hear her voice. And that's usually how she'll communicate with. with it's folks. like Norm's wife on Cheers. It's like, uh, yeah, I, I was going to go with um, Powerpuff Girls. We'll never see her face. Uh, what was that character's name? Help me. Help me, Obi-Wan never Kenobi. I've never seen Powerpuff Girls. Nor what? have I. <sighs> Just gonna put out there than the reference if you get us the name won't help. I know. Uh Miss Bellum. Miss Bellum on Powerpuff Girls. Should we go like Charlie from Charlie's Angels? Yeah, that we can go Charlie. Too. That works too. Miss Bellum is always shot from like the chin down. Like you never <laughs> even really see her head most of the time. I um, kinda like the idea she like randomly messages us through like weirder and weirder means. Like randomly, <laughs> like a message pops up. Like randomly someone shows up with like a telegram or but sort of like very seventies um, too. Telegrams were still a thing. What's his name on facts? Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. Wilson. Neighbor. Yeah, Wilson. Wilson. That's it. Yep. All right. Um. So what we're gonna do is, as you're putting on pants, we're not gonna watch that and follow it. We're gonna cut to Slug. And what kind of shenanigans is Slug currently in? That would have been a totally different reading if you were watching that. <laughs> um. <laughs> Slug is uh, spending his time doing a little investigative work. And what is Slug investigating? He's trying to sneak a peek at Miss Tina. So, are you going to allow me a little bit of creative liberty on how he's doing this, or do you have a plan? Of course. All right. Um, Remember, the late 70s, early 80s was like the time of things like Porky's. (laughs) Yes. Slug has found himself in the air vents attempting to climb through the air vents to get a look at Miss Tina through her through her room vent. Um, in doing so, he arrives at a location just above the cargo hold where Slug falls through the air vent and straight into the cargo hold next to the box that you are transporting. Uh, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. As you get up, uh, the box that you are transporting starts to shake and rumble, um, and you you get you um you hear somebody sort of calling from inside the box in a very muffled muffled tone of "Help me!" I don't think boxes are supposed to sound like that. Uh, and how does Slug react from that? Um, Slug is realizing he's really not supposed to be here and um is looking for the exit and trying to ignore the box that is making more noise okay um so slug you fall out of the um cargo hold right as our security officer uh warven walks past how does warven react (laughs) slug and it's again i see me? No, I was just looking for Harvey. Found him. I got a slug. Right. Um, I believe that's a delicacy on your planet, is it not? Uh, do you need some salt to eat that, or? No. He's he's very good. Oh, right. So, what were you doing in here? 
looking for him. Did you know there's a box making noises in there? Bye. <laughs> I'm gonna grab like the back of his shirt and you, kinda you like grab drag. him up and his legs are sort of just still running. And I'm just gonna kinda walk in. Um boxes don't speak. Could you please point out the this one, one that is prove it? Walk over to the box and kick it. And it starts to sort of shake and jitter again. And you hear that same you See? and Orvin hear that same oh um I pull out my sensor box okay um i don't want to say tricorder because <laughs> that's probably copyrighted yeah, yeah. but go ahead uh, and um, spend one special effects point on that all right uh let me just analyze uh first i am uh screening out the molecular makeup of this box and there's some slight shielding but that is easy to bypass and i'm I like hitting this very like exaggerated steps backward from the box okay and i'm I'm hitting like this very like dramatic pose as I'm like using this thing and right. I'm projecting my voice just a little too much. I need um I need two checks from both of you. Um Warvin's check is going to be a uh um Warvin's check is going to be a um drama check and then um Slug's check is going to be an adventure check. Okay. So we got a nine and an eleven. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, nope, nope, nope. I'm a four. Eight and nine. I am a four. Oh, you lowest. I'm a negative one. Oh, you are a negative. You are a four. You are correct. I'm a nine. You're a nine. Yeah, you'll you'll succeed at that. Um, Oh wait, I used the SX pool. Do I get bonus for that? No, that was spotlight pool. Never mind. Right. Right. If you're doing a spotlight, yes. Uh, special effects, no. Um, we need a little more dramatic tension for the spotlight point, probably. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit more interpersonal drama for the spotlight pull. Um, and you did that. I'm just looking here. Yeah, two to six character fails. Um, so, so, as your this try this. This bioscanner clearly demonstrates that there's nothing in this box. And as as those words leave your mouth, the box again begins to shake and shimmy, like almost trying to move by itself. Clearly, this is just a aberrant of the molecular quantum core that's causing some vibration through this deck. I'll have engineering come down to ensure the internal compensator devices are functioning at optimal capacity. I've never seen a box of shakes like that. I've seen some beds that do. My mom's. <laughs> and we cut the commercial. So, and I think you see Warren Warvin just like almost break character, like doing this like look at slug, like what? Okay. <laughs> he just makes his face, and as we cut the like right as we cut the commercial, you can see him break. We couldn't get a clean cut out of him if we wanted to. Uh, wasn't in the script. Steve can confirm that this was just kind of like me in college, too. Oh, Pretty much. Yeah. And still. <clears throat> when we cut back, the three of you have gathered again on the bridge as you're approaching. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can see um, on screen there is a uh, on the vector graphics screen there is a bunch of asteroids sort of crudely drawn whizzing past the ship 
as uh, someone from Navigation. Someone from Navigation. Yeah. Really bad sound effects. Sorry. We're doing the best we can, Captain. I think Captain at this point is... uh, Now wearing pants. Yes, now wearing pants. (laughs) Sitting there. And he has like this kind of exaggerated, slightly larger than normal toothpick that he is chewing on as he stared intently is is looking at things and calling out a, a correction maybe here or there. Well, we've got to get through. Otherwise, we won't make it there. And Tina says it's important we get it there this time. And we hear sort of dramatic music play as the audience goes, ooh. Um, What's the rendezvous schedule for, Captain? 1,400 hours. That's going to be cutting it close. Yeah, well, that's what we do. As you say that, um, one of the NPCs from engineering that was that that um, we sort of see walks up to Warven and goes, uh, um, Mr. Warven. That's Lieutenant Warven. Hey, sorry, sir. Um, Lieutenant Warven. Uh, we analyzed the uh, box in the cargo hold. Yes. It appears there are um, multiple life forms inside of it. That's not possible. I, I scanned it with my bio scanner. I'm not sure, sir. Our our scans are indicating that there are life forms inside of the uh, inside of the box. However, um, the box is ab- abnormally small for there to be any sort of uh, full sized life forms inside of it, as is indicated by our uh, Dumahickeys. I can't think of a term for scanner things. I'm I'm gonna lean forward to the captain. Captain, I I think you must be made aware of this. Uh, Slug became aware of a box moving inconsistently. I was not able to identify the cause, though I do not think it's a security risk. However, engineering is questioning whether or not there might be some tiny, uh, mobile, metabolically active organisms. Hopefully, they're not going to be Tribble. You're telling me what again? We think think there's something alive in the box. Why didn't you just say that instead of whatever all that was you said? Um, I, well, I, I did just say that. Yes, but you didn't say it the first time. Right, Captain. As I was saying, I think you should be aware of this. There is something alive in a box. Well, forgive me. I've forgotten what the name of the... Did the client give us a name? No. Okay. Well, look. Uh, mister, you don't know. The client pays us to pick stuff up and speedily get it to where we got to get it. I don't ask questions. I like to get paid so that you can get paid. I like money, but the box did say help me. I mean, Captain, we, we're smugglers. We're, we're not slavers. True, sir. Anyway, well, let me see your, your scanner thing. Reach out his hand. I gesture for the engineering officer to display the like bring over the device and like put it on a screen, but the screen is angled away from the audience, so it just looks like we're all looking at something, but there's nothing yep. really there. Yeah, he hands like a like a piece of glass to you. There's not actually yep. anything on it. <laughs> Look at it. So they're saying there might be something alive in the box. What uh, system did we pick this up in again? Egon seven. Um, 
So I, I believe we picked up this particular box in uh, Yvonne 7, which, as you know, is quite a hub for biological matter. Okay. So, Captain's so... looking at the scanner, and I lean over, and I look, and I say, does this thing get any cartoons? I don't know. Studio um, audience laughs. Have the research <laughs> figure out what uh, what living things we might likely be transporting from Egon 7 to where we're headed. So I feel like there would be like a science officer somewhere on mm -hmm. this bridge that would exactly. probably be the one tasked with us. Yeah, so the science officer will step up. Uh, sir, um, you're, you're requesting to find out all of the living life on Egon 7? No, I'm asking you what things people from where we're going would likely want to buy from Egon, Egon 7. Small things. Yes, what small things? That could fit in the box that we have in our uh, docking bay. This, this, this could take some scanning. Um, please allow me some time. I'll, I'll, uh, I have to research into that, sir, Captain. Very good. It's the camera cuts to the science officer standing at standing at the keyboard, tapping something boring, boring. while some mu while some music plays in the background. Yeah, yeah. Flop set sweat just pouring off this guy like. Religiously researching. Do, 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 do. You just see monochrome uh, screen scrolling and scrolling. I'm really glad that our smuggling ship is this well equipped with staff and resources. We're really lucky. <laughs> Miss Tina's rolling it. I know, right? We are so grateful to work for such a good organization. The dental benefits are just amazing. And after some the time, he just flashes a huge smile. I wonder what she's rolling. <laughs> After some time, um, that guy comes back and he's like, I've got it, Captain. And we cut to commercials. When we come back from commercials, he goes, I got it. It's a, it's a mini wormhole. Complete with talking worms? Wait, well, it's a, uh, isn't that the thing we try to not fly into? Well, yes, but. Uh, around Egon 7, they've perfected the ability of creating small wormholes to uh, speed up faster than light travel. Emmett James, I'm a security officer, not a science officer. What does this mean? So it means that um, our client uh, is looking to travel uh, through the small wormhole uh, to various many different places. Um, how it works is it's sort of like a doorway. Uh, you install the wormhole in your engine room, and uh, it it basically allows the entire ship to travel through the wormhole. And he just keeps explaining in, in various MacGuffin terms how it works. Like, wouldn't they have to be really small? It is very small. Um, small enough to fit in a box. But so how, a how living one... organism? go through such a small thing it's um it's egon seven tech i'm not sure i'm not uh, as familiar as others are uh however i do know that they work very well um but it is quite odd that uh you've expressed hearing voices from it uh well if you can go through this wormhole then something could come through the other way right correct uh, including sound, I, I assume. So, okay, so how do these wormholes work, like, 
do you have an address and you plug it in and you tell it where to go and then you go in and you come out there? Um, no, each wormhole leads to a set destination. Uh, however, they are centralized locations within the galaxies. So this one could lead to any location within a galaxy. Uh, I found that some reports of people in Egon 7 use them as uh, communication devices. And he looks at like a data pad. But I found no evidence on how that exactly works. So what you're saying is we have a box with a little door inside it. And somehow this door is talking to us. Correct. Or someone's talking through the door, sir. This is definitely about my pay grade. Or it would be if you guys actually paid me. Well, if we'd asked you to come on the ship, maybe we would have paid you. But I'm here now. I know. I hand slug like a little... Like it's one of our sponsors, one of their candy bars. (laughs) So it's like clearly like to the audience. Just a Mars bar. Pretty much. <laughs> Perfect name. Advertise the Mars bar during the space show. Mm-hmm. It's the only way so. the show's getting made. So I didn't think this was possible, but I am more confused than when we started this conversation. Uh, do we just hurry up and get to the destination and turn this thing in? Do we talk to it? Do we just go have a drink in 1300 forward? And as you as you state that, um, one of the navigations officer comes on or comes up and goes, um, not to cut your conversation short, Captain, but uh, we have arrived at Knock Station. Very okay. well. Okay. Well, I guess the answer is that. And we'll go to our last commercial break. As we come back, we see um, a model of this this port and the uh, retro star landing in the docking bay as we see that sort of fade into a, a um, portly gentleman standing in the docking bay waiting for someone to exit. Um, and we just see him. We don't see the ship. Uh, it's very intentionally shot with just him in mind. Uh, as the ship is landing, you can see very clearly that the light of the stars behind it is blocked out by someone's arm all in black with a black glove moving the ship to the ground. <laughs> no, they have it on they have it on a string. You can just very, very faintly in the HD renders of it see the uh fishing the line. Knots in the fishing line, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and as we sort of sit on the shot for a moment, our our captain and crew of the uh, our, our captain and 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 uh ground crew which is the three of you uh sort of walk out uh from behind the camera and we've uh, got slug pushing the box on some sort of like cart yeah, you've or dolly. Got a dolly or cart or something yeah and i look back up up the ramp and say thank you miss tina we will you just you just be good boys real quietly <laughs> Have fun storming the castle. And um, we <laughs> we see this guy. He goes, oh, very good. You've brought my product. Got to tell you, I think your doorway is defective. Uh, it's no doorway. And it's now time for payment. And he pulls out a um, bright green blaster and points it at the captain. Of sure, inevitable, but sudden betrayal. 
Captain Barnaby's going to have a hard time spending that. And that must be the new MacGuffin model. Well, I think... Ooh, racing stripes. I promptly... Let me see. Let me look at my thing here real quick. Um, Spotlight, spotlight. Maybe. Let me think. I think Captain will draw his own weapon. Mm -hmm. Now, listen. This isn't how business is done in this galaxy. You asked for a product. We got it to you. All speedy delivery. So you can pay us. Or we'll find someone else who wants to. I need a drama check from you. Okay. This is where I would recommend you use the ability of, I think you have chewing the scenery. Well, it says chewing scene. Yeah, but it's, I couldn't fit all the words. (laughs) Okay. What does that Um, mean? I don't get that reference. When an actor is chewing the scenery, um, they're being way too overdramatic. Um, it's they're taking up too much. They're taking gotcha. too much away from everybody else in the scene. Got it. Got it. Okay. Long so of gesticulation. Sort of what I just did. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm only okay. the security chief. So um, I'm rolling. The thing. That thing. So that gives then, me a plus one. Correct. So rather than rolling three dice, you're going to roll four. You tell him, Captain. I thought. If a zero is default, right? Zero is default. Correct. So that's two dice. Correct. So and plus a... one would be three dice, and I take nope. the two high. Don't you have a stat? Don't you have a one in that already? Wait. If you if you don't have a one in that, we need to. I, need I to have a two. one in drama. Okay. okay. So the okay that would make it plus two. Okay, I see what you're saying. So that yes. makes it four dice and two highest. Correct. So how that works is it's basically you you can do it once per episode or session. Each, okay. Each episode is a session. You can use that ability and it adds an extra. It's basically like upgrading your ability for that one check. Okay. So you're going to roll four dice. You're going to keep the two highest. So that gives me a 10. Nice. You tell him, Captain. His other catchphrase. <laughs> and... um. As you do that, uh, he sort of drops his weapon, puts his hands up. All right, Captain. Uh, I see we have negotiations. Should I get my checkbook or would you like credits? Credits sounds good. Very good. And he clicks in a little, well, I say a little, a, a, a short um skinny man sort of from the shadows comes running out to you and hands you a handful of credits that are these little gold oval coins Mm -hmm. and um, comes running over and takes the cart uh, from Slug and pushes it off into the darkness and and he goes thank you captain good business and he leaves pleasure doing business Uh, with you uh, did we get paid like an appropriate amount of gold coins? Yeah, it looked like an appropriate amount. The, cool. The, cool. It it's unclear because it's a TV show. <laughs> I, I just wanted it to be like if we were given a certain amount, we'd have a sense of wow, this is not even close to covering it, or like this is an excessive amount. So it, it's we're we're not concerned by how much we were handed. <laughs> nope. Perfect. Okay, that's all I was looking for. Um, I don't you know I don't want boss to get angry at us. <laughs> So, so you Never go back. Never makes Miss Tina mad. Inside. It's a the first rule. Yep. 
So I take it you guys go ahead and board the ship back up again. Yeah, I think as as we're walking back, the scene kind of from behind where I kind of put my arm around the lieutenant, like, see, sometimes you just got to let them know how things work. That's all there is to it. And I'm going to, like, subtly put back, like, a bunch of weapons that I pulled out. Like, I have, like, this stun (laughs) baton, and I put this pistol, like, back in, like, this hidden rig. And, like, he can't see me because his arm's around me. Yes, Captain, you're right. You, you know, and when you're right, you're you're always right. You just like quietly. Put S- slug, things. slug, no, slug. Put that thing back. No. Oh, wait. What? No. It. No. It no. was. I found I lied. it. No, one, no one's looking. Grab it. I got a slug. And as the episode, <laughs> we'll wrap ended. this first one. We'll wrap this first one a little early. But as the episode comes to an end, draws to a close, we um go back down that same hallway that we followed the captain down and zoom in on a door that just says uh, Captain Cumberbatch. And we hear again hear that, help me. And the episode fades to black. Credits roll. We see, um, you know, all of your names roll in the credits. It's this terrible disco song plays. <laughs> now, now I'm going to have to go find crappy disco something on a <laughs> YouTube thing that I can just steal yeah yeah i'm sure Uh, we can find some kind of royalty free disco music uh could i make a suggestion for slug hagen please feel free to ignore this because you didn't ask for it i think it would be hilarious if slug left a slug every time he appropriated something or he just leaves a slug every time he talks about it (laughs) and every time he says i have a slug he just drops it (laughs) It is another one that is placed, and that's how we kind of know where you've been. And the show is third season, so I've now developed a, another catchphrase because you know the first one hadn't been driven into the ground enough. It was time for another one. Yeah, but slug, there's now like a colony of slugs though on our ship that's like running part of our like waste reclamation or something. <laughs> You're a hobby escargot farmer. <laughs> There's now right. a character in like a slug outfit. Who's and like at that point, I think Steve, go ahead and kick the robots. All right. <laughs> now for music by the band Twelve Noon. You can email us at me and Steve RPG at gmail.com you can find us on Twitter and RPGs. Find us on Facebook at Me and Steve RPG Podcast. On Discord at Me and Steve RPGs. And as always, all of these links are in the show notes. Thank you, and be kind to one another. How much for the cigar? Cigar, twenty bucks, dog. You gotta go down the street to the store and buy that.